poppin', everybody. Welcome back to a mother-in-law and a girl. <laughs> so silly. I was gonna say, I thought you were gonna say my part, and I was just gonna say my your part. Do it again. Go. <laughs> Go. Are you like restarting it? No, no, no. Oh. Just keep this in. What's poppin', everybody? Welcome back to a girl and her mother-in-law. That was so easy. We could do it every week. Okay. Keep but going. it doesn't make sense. I'm just trying to put you in my shoes because every time I say, no, every time you finish with her mother-in-law, then it's on me to fucking say what? (laughs) I want you to feel my pressure. Okay, so I'll feel your pressure. Hi, Uh, Alyssa. How are you? (laughs) Geraldine, how are you? Geraldine. You said my full name. (laughs) Welcome back to A Girl and Her Mother-in-Law, everybody. If you're new here, hello. Welcome back. (laughs) We post episodes every single Monday, Thursday, and Saturday. Three episodes a week. What podcast are you listening to that puts up three episodes a week? I don't know. Can't compare. I'm just messing you guys. But yeah, our Mondays and Thursdays are full episodes. Saturdays are little short episodes. We just recorded this Saturday shenanigans. So if you're not keeping up with those, highly recommend. They're lots of fun. Yeah. So basically what we do on Saturday shenanigans is if you listen every week, you're like, shut the fuck up, Alyssa, and just get to the fucking episode. But really quick, we got to cater to our new listeners. Every Saturday, we do quick little 10 to 15 minute-ish episodes where on our Instagram, we actually like a specific question. Like they're a lot of fun. We do like... Anything from like sex to your opinions on something, like literally so many different topics, and it's really easy to answer on our Instagram stories every Saturday. So something fun to look forward to for you guys every Saturday. You get to answer a little question. So that is that. All right, what's up? What's popping? We're gonna just get into emails today. Sure. We have Miss Bailey with us. It's so funny, so before cute. Jerry even came into the office to do the podcast, she assumed position. My new little kitten, she just sits like in the middle of our podcast desk while we record. Every time. So cute. Never fails. But she's purring up a storm right mm-hmm. now. I don't think the mics will pick it up, but she no, is probably not. so purring, so cute. She's just so cute. Oh, I have my war wounds. Oh, duh. My, that's what it is. I knew there was something. Your procedure. Yeah, I have my war wounds from my procedure. They, mm-hmm. um, I had a collapse vein and... I had my procedure at 12, but I couldn't eat until from midnight the day before. So it's like 12 hours, no, not even like a sip of water, nothing. And uh, I just, they were having a hard time finding my veins. <laughs> Don't you love that when they're like, mm, hold on, we have to poke you another five times. Uh, Can't find it. You're well, like, they, oh, okay, great. <laughs> they took out that machine. They used it on me once before, like that vein finder where it like highlights all your veins and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But one of the other nurses, Paula, she was walking by, and Paula's like, let me give it a go. And she's like, yeah, I got one right here. And she, you know, this is the one that she got. Dude, so they if you guys could having. see her arm right now, it's a bruise, but it looks like a birthmark. That's how dark it's, the black and blue is. It's dark. It's not painful, though. This one hurts, but this the big one don't hurt. That's so crazy. Yeah, so I was scared. I thought I was going to die. I really did. And then I was waiting to go in. And I wanted to text everybody and tell them I love you, like I love them. And I had no service. Yeah, I I promise you. Like I, I had such a fear. Really? Yeah, that's so unlike you. And I mean, I would love to do an episode on dreams, and I think you're gonna post it, and everybody can send in our dreams. Yes. And the day before, which we'll we'll fill in when we do that episode. Okay. So we'll just. 
it'll remind me. But, um, yeah, it was just a little, I had a very uneasy feeling and it was mm. like a feeling I couldn't shake. Uh-huh. And then I like talked myself out of it cause I was ready to have a full blown anxiety attack going into my procedure. So I like wow. talked, I'm like, you know, I have the best doctors and I've done this a hundred times and I'm fine and I'm going to be safe and I'm going to be great. And then they wheel me in and it's crazy because <laughs> they wheel you in, they, they roll you over. So now you're face down, ass up. That's, That's the, the way, way we, we like, like to fuck. fuck. <laughs> uh, seriously. So I'm face down, I'm ass up. They have like, the, they th- throw the oxygen in my nose. My hands get put on the table in front of me, right? And she's like, okay, I'm giving you medicine now. I feel them swabbing my back with the cleansing shit, right? And then I hear them all talking. You know, they're like, okay, Geraldine, patient, patient Geraldine Eastman, da 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 da, getting this procedure from everybody in agreement. And they, but they all like do that, whatever they said, like I or whatever. They're all in agreement. Okay, procedure starting at, and I'm still awake. And I'm here You're like, what here. the fuck? I know, I just like raised my hand. I'm like, wait, I'm still here. I'm hearing this, guys. Please. Wait. <laughs> please. Wait, you couldn't speak? Uh, I, well, I was face down in this thing, but yeah. I just, and I know the anesthesiologist is there with the medicine, so I'm like, I don't know if I need more. Let me just let her know. So I'm yeah. like holding up my hand, and then I can hear my heartbeat slowing. So uh-huh. I'm like, all right, Jerry, like literally, I'm going, Jerry, just pay attention to your heartbeat. Yeah. And it's going slower. <laughs> And then I woke up in recovery. Holy <laughs> shit! But it was very weird, especially going in with the anxiety that I was having. I had a, I had this uneasy feeling that I wasn't going to wake up from the anesthesia. Oh my god! Which is always a possibility. But what it is is like <clears throat> going in, no problem, right? Then I see a different hospital there wheeling a patient out. Now that floor is only for pain management procedures, okay, right? There's all different kinds, yeah, but they're all pain management. So here comes another hospital, a big hospital around here, with their stretcher to transport this patient who has a breathing tube. Okay. So I'm going, oh, my God, did that patient die on the table? And they revived it, now it has a breathing tube. Blah, blah, blah. But So I started psyching myself out. Yeah. Meanwhile, it could have been a patient that needed a procedure. They came here for the procedure, and now they're going back to their hospital. But Jerry was like... I'm going to die on the table. Oh, my God. I was really scared. Oh, my God. And then I walk on up and I'm like, oh, oh I that it. was easy. Yeah. <laughs> like, actually, the easy I don't button remember. right there. <laughs> actually, I don't remember anything at all. Yeah, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. But that was the longest I've stayed awake, awake before I went to sleep. So to hear them, okay, procedure starting at the like, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was a crazy feeling. I'm awake. I'm like, wait, I can still hear you. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit scary, um, but I'm here and um, feeling better yet. It takes a few days, right? Yeah, it takes a few days. My um, the spot where it was done is really sore. Mm. I had two uh, at two different levels, rather. And um, today I'm hurting. Like I woke up feeling good. And I don't know if I just moved a certain way or it's just aggravated or, hey, I just had a procedure done. It's going to take time. But something made me feel. And usually it's like I'll feel okay. And then the later in the day it goes, then it's like, Mm -hmm. I can't move. Your body is like settling. Yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah. But I'm fine. I'm fine. Good. That's actually a really funny story. How did you not think to tell that? I feel like. 
this is going to be a good one. Oh. I mean, I yeah, I do. I feel confident that this is going to help me. I just don't know how long. Mm-hmm. I know. I have another little thing. What? Which maybe we'll decide to cut out, but I get in the mail the other day something addressed to me from my half-sister. And I open it up. And for those of you who know the story, I just met my dad. And he died maybe two years after meeting him. But she winded up sending me a necklace with a little vial with some of his ashes. And it made me, because this whole time, I've tried to get in contact with my dad for like a million years. And when we all met, you were there, right? We were all there. We met at a, a diner. And I just, in the back of my head, I said, am I even doing the right thing? Because, you know, I'm interrupting a family. And I always wondered if, like, they, listen, I know they accepted me. You know, they let it be known. But it's like this distance when we don't talk every day. And I didn't know if I was really considered part of the family and then when my dad died they said they want me to have something of his you know I can come up or they can bring something you know whatever Mm -hmm. and that was like wow that meant the world to me and then when I got this in the mail it was like they didn't tell you they just sent it yeah and it's like engraved it just has like um dad it's like black it's cute it's a tiny little thing but the fact that they included me it like so made me sweet. feel like I belonged. So I don't think any of them listen, but if you do, thank you. I mean, I immediately text my sister. And um, what that's like a really awesome. I almost said the word souvenir. It's definitely not a souvenir. What am I trying to say? Like a keepsake. A keepsake. Sorry, that's the word I'm looking for. And they're going to come down because he had his favorite place over here. So they're going to go scatter his ashes. But she kept a little bit for each of us eight kids. And um, yeah, I was honored to receive that, to say the least. That is so sweet. Yeah, Yeah, so... I didn't because I, I didn't know that he was cremated. I I thought that they had just buried him in uh, a casket. No, no, he his oh. dream was to be cremated oh, okay. and to be where they want to go put his ashes. Oh. That was his dream. Damn, I went from a operating room where I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> Woo! That is awesome. I'm so yeah, happy for so, you. Yeah, so yeah, awesome. thank you. Yeah, it made me feel finally like I was part of a family. I like that they didn't tell you. Yeah. Like, you didn't know what the fuck you were opening. I knew it, though. It's so weird. When I saw my name, her name, and I felt the packaging, I'm like, I know what this is. And she wrote a beautiful letter, how how us all, like you and Zane and Imani and Aaliyah, how we all meant so much to him. And unfortunately, we didn't get that much time with him and stuff. But we absolutely made his complete. So yeah, it's so heartwarming. <laughs> it, it, was, it did. It made me cry hysterical because oh, I was awesome. going through some ish, as we all are, right? But it was it was beautiful. It was a beautiful. Oh, that's awesome. Gave me closure on a lot of things that mm-hmm. I was worried about. In the I want to see so, it. Yeah, I'll definitely show you. That is so yeah. sweet. That is so sweet. <laughs> <sighs> Alyssa made me a nice sandwich. Sandwich, I did. I like my sandwiches. aunt Mary, my aunt Mary would call it a sandwich. A sandwich. A sandwich. <laughs> that's what my family says too. Um, but I don't yeah. know, Geraldine. Okay, so I just want to read one thing before we get into emails. This is from Tegan. 
Tegan says, hey, ladies, I'm praying, 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 praying that you see this in time for when you record next Monday's episode. Yeah, you. We see it. We see you. I met my best friend because of this podcast. Although we haven't met the last year, we have been able to lean on each other and be each other's person. Her birthday is on September 8th, and if you could wish her the happiest of birthdays to Carolyn, I would be super grateful. So happy birthday, Carolyn. Happy birthday, Carolyn. We love you. We love you. She's such an amazing person who often doesn't see that in herself, and she deserves the world. Love you guys, and thank it. And blah, blah. Love you guys for making it possible for us to meet. Okay. Love you. Bye. Ready? Happy, happy birthday from Agamil to you. We wish it was our birthday so we can party too. Yay! <laughs> wow! Listen, you go, girl! That was Applebee's song. Well, listen. You, you know remember what? that? Applebee's I, song? I happy, happy birthday from Applebee's to you. But Agamil fits great. It does fit great. You did that so just like she just slid that in. <laughs> I had the thought halfway through the email. All right, so I was Tegan. Planning. I mean, listen, happy birthday, Carolyn. Happy birthday from <laughs> Tegan. Tegan she loves birthday. you. We love you, we love and we're you. happy that we made you guys that connect to connect like that. We've had a lot of people say, say in our group. So They're like, beautiful. look, I met best friend. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm I know so they like sent pictures. Oh my god, yeah, I bought a dining room table for my new best friend. It's like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> we did that. What did we do? I love it. It's so sweet. Oh my god. Okay, read this first email because it's spaced out for you. Okay, please keep me anonymous. Okay. Hey, ladies, going to start off by saying how awesome you two are. I usually save the podcast for when I'm working out, showering, or doing chores. You know, the boring stuff because you guys are so entertaining. Any hoosies, I fucked up, guys. <laughs> I made a Tinder account while I was blackout drunk. Oh, no. The problem with this is that I've been in a relationship for four years. Oh, no. I don't know why I did it. I love my boyfriend, and I'm so scared he's going to find out and not want to speak to me. A friend of mine messaged me today saying, LOL, you made a Tinder? My heart sank. I feel so guilty, and I thought I deleted it, so why is it still showing up? I try logging in, using my email, my phone number, but it makes a new account. So this one that I made that night isn't there so i'm so confused but i want to ask should i tell him before somebody else does my stomach is nuts right now thank you Mm -hmm. Alyssa we might be a little too late on this one (laughs) Alyssa help oh i hope we're not too late i don't know why do you want a tinder she was blackout drunk she did it by mistake she fucked up Tell him, hey, listen, just wanted you to know I fucked up. Yeah, I mean, honesty is always the best policy. Always, Uh, always. And it could hurt. And coming from you is so much better than coming from somebody else. Oh, yeah. So if we're not too late, I would absolutely say... We just watched my cat push the door open like a human. <laughs> He's like, very interesting. I've had Sorry, go ahead. Bullshit, you guys. I'm out of here. <laughs> he literally stood up on his back feet and pushed it open with his paw. <sighs> um, so if we're not too late, I would absolutely positively tell him. Yes. Um, open communication is the best thing ever. Even though it might be scary in the moment, it'll be good in the long run. Yeah. And you never want to know shit. From somebody else. And my he'll mom feel used like he to can always tell me. My mom used to always tell me, Jerry, if you're doing something, you tell me first. I don't want to hear it from the neighborhood. Right. You know, when I started smoking, she knew about it. You know, yeah. it was like, 
And even you though you did to. something that was like untrustworthy, it'll be trustworthy that you're being open with him and he'll feel like you'll tell him anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. even though you did an action that was not very trustworthy, the fact that you Owning would it. be open and tell him about it would make him probably feel like he can trust you a little bit more mm-hmm. rather than him not trusting you at all and finding out from somebody else. I still want to know why you made it though. I know. Is there an underlying thing there? Is there an underlying thing? Do you love your boyfriend in four years? Hmm. Was it a dare? Were you mad at him? Was it literally like, I'm going to be a dinner. I'm going to be a Alyssa did that. I cannot wait. (laughs) Wait, does Tinder have different sections like Bumble does? Bumble has like friendship and work and and relationship. Maybe she made it for a friendship one. (laughs) Maybe you can say you made it for a friendship one. No, don't lie. Jerry, we just told her to be honest. Damn it. (laughs) Okay, so honestly, best policy. Uh, yeah, listen. Hopefully, if, we caught you in time. Hopefully, this worked itself out. Yeah, if it really was an honest mistake, you were blackout drunk. There's no underlying meaning. Then just tell him. People make mistakes. You got yeah, fucking absolutely. drunk and you made a Tinder on accident. Yep, like whoopsie fucking do. You messed up. Own it and move on. Correct him on the show. Beautiful boyfriend issue. What's popping? Listen, Jerry, I love, love, love you guys so much. Now here's my shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll take it. Me and my boyfriend have been together seven years. We live together, but there's one major issue I have. So I thought, you know what? I'll ask Listen Jerry and see what their opinion is. Okay. Anywho, my boyfriend is amazing, caring, and makes me happy. However, I just don't understand one thing about him regarding his friends. He has multiple personas with every different friend, and I just don't get it. I've asked him why he... Why does he act all different and such and such? And his response was, it's just who I am. I act different with everyone. I guess I just don't understand it as just me, as I'm just me with legit everyone I speak to. It's not like I'm different with one friend and then act completely different with another. It only bothers me as he has this girl in game he speaks to. And the way he talks to her compared to his other friends is different. Legit, everyone he speaks to is different, but this one girl, it's really made me overthink and feel like shit. She's hot and they legit speak every day and it annoys me. I just feel boring and not good enough and they have so much in common too. We've spoken about how I felt and he said she's just a friend, but dude, it's the way he speaks to her slash texts her. And I'm like, I'm just like, who is this dude? And it's a lot of emojis. Since he's different for everyone, I can't tell if it's a good thing or a bad thing. It just sits on me weird, I guess, because I can just imagine if all them friends meet up and we're in the same room, would he act normal or have all these different personas? I just don't understand why he has to be different with everyone. I'd like to know what you guys think. Thanks in advance for the advice. Hmm. Okay, I'm a little confused here. So she's he's talking to this girl on a game? Is that what she's trying to yeah. say? Like on a video game? Yeah, I would assume, yeah. Okay. Like live streaming something. Okay. Um, I Can I be honest? Yeah. When you're reading this, I'm like, holy shit, she's talking about me. I tend to be like this. Absolutely. Like your personality like, will change depending on who you're absolutely. around? Absolutely. Like Aileen is Aileen, yeah. right? And then if I see Michelle, Michelle's a completely different. So I'm not going to... I mm-hmm. I love them both for different reasons, but they're completely different people. So I think one pulls out of me something, and I think one pulls out of me something. Something else. So I don't know necessarily if I'm being a different person. I think different people bring out different parts of you. If that Absolutely. makes sense. Absolutely. That's oh, exactly okay, what good. I was. That's exactly what I was going to say. Oh, okay. Good. It's not that you're you're having a different persona. It's just different people bring out different sides of you. If you're around a loud, more partying friend, you're going to kind of bring Let out that, that side yeah, of you. Yeah, and show. if you're out somebody that's calm, you're not going to be loud and rambunctious. It's just like normal human conversation. 
This could also, though, be... I think it's just the girl that's bothering her. I think that could also be it, and you're looking for maybe an excuse for him. Um, He also, like, if... I don't know to what extent you're saying. You're just saying he acts different. So, like, is he literally, like, putting on a fucking different voice and has multiple personality disorder? Like, is he literally Mm. pretending to be a different person? Or is he just, like, around his louder friends, he's louder. Around his quieter friends, he's quieter. You know? Mm -hmm. And around you, he's more lovey-dovey and, like, cheesy. Mm -hmm. Like, that's normal, I think. I think it's totally normal. Um... Yeah, I think it's normal to act different with different people. Oh, but okay. I, don't, I, don't be a, don't be like. I'm telling you, when I when you were reading this, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like back here, and I'm like sweating. I'm like, oh my god, this is me. Is it not, now one more thing I need to worry about myself? <laughs> I definitely wouldn't be a different person, but I think there's a difference between acting like a different person and just bringing out different sides of you. Yeah, whether it's more loud, rambunctious, calm, whatever. Yeah, because to be monotone, be the same way when you're with every person. I think is. <laughs> and she agrees. He said exactly, Mom. Mom! <laughs> what? Um, I think it would be quite boring. You yeah. know? Like, I think yeah. we're all a huge ball of mess. Yeah. Sort of speak, right? So I think people just pull different from you. Yeah. Or like and having a date night with your boyfriend versus having it like a girl's night. Right. It's You're going to be. You, I want to know you who wrote this email. Are you the same? So if you go date night with your boyfriend versus you go girls night with the girls, are you literally the same, the mm-hmm. exact same? Or do you get pulled Fluctuate. out of your shell? Yeah, because Fluctuate. I really do think it's normal. Yeah, I agree. I just don't like the whole girl issue. I think that might be where she's talking. Yeah, Not that, that you can't have friends know. with girls. Not that guys can't be friends with girls. But as long as it's healthy, yeah. You're on the game. So you, that's one thing. But now it's going to text... Texting, that's a whole different thing for me. I think that there's a line that should have been drawn, and I think maybe that might be, you, you know. talk to him about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely. If you're feeling uncomfortable about the girl situation, I would say, hey, listen, talk online. You're playing games. That's fine. I understand. But there should, I don't, in my opinion, there should be no reason why he has the girl's number. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure people are going to, like, combat me with this, but. It depends. It doesn't, doesn't sound like this one's healthy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If it's like you getting on the game tonight for that's why you have her number, then that's different. If they're texting, you said every single day they're using lots of emojis, being a little bit flirtatious, then that's something that needs to be addressed. I agree. Okay, relationship advice, age difference. What's popping this? Oh, is this for you? Is it really the age difference? Oh, first email <laughs> alert. Yay! We're taking her email virginity. <laughs> My name is Bay, and I am from Mongolia. I've lived in New York City for five years and moved back to Mongolia two years ago. I really wish I was a follower back then so I could have maybe perhaps met you or at least been to Long Island. I have been obsessed with Alyssa's vlogs and the podcast lately. I feel like I can relate to you guys and your listeners so much. I've cried and laughed along countless times. Oh, I love you. Mm-hmm. I'm in Mongolia to New York City, though? It's amazing, right? Holy crap. Uh, I'm in a weird situation with my boyfriend that I can really use a fresh perspective on. So let's get into it. I am 25 years old and my boyfriend is 40. We actually have a long history dating back to 2013, but I won't bore you with the details. It's 15 years, right? Yeah. What are you whenever? 13? 14. 14. Okay, so similar. Well, for a month, we're 15. (laughs) (laughs) In short, we met through Facebook in 2013 when I was a freshman in college in New York City and he was in Mongolia. We became very attached during that time and we would chat. Uh, or Skype every day, no matter what, no matter the time difference. During the summer break, after my freshman year in 2014, I went back to Mongolia, and we were finally together. It was a good time, not a great time. 
One thing led to another, and we broke up, and I went back to New York City. We didn't speak for about five years after that. Fast forward to last year, November 2019, we reconnected, and we've been together since. I really believe in the right place, right time, and I think this time around, we've both com- we're both committed to each other, and I definitely want to spend the rest of my life with him. So I have two things that I would appreciate your take on. Here's the first problem. Although he's much older than me, he is very financially unstable and has become very antisocial. Back in 2014, when we were together, we were always out together, meeting people, and doing fun stuff. Now, all he wants to do is stay home. He's a freelance graphic designer, so he works from home, but his clients have been drastically decreased over the years. Now, in order for him to keep himself busy, he has started to build a tiny house for us in his backyard. He gets some financial help from his parents, but it's never enough. It has come to the point where I've started to buy groceries and some of the household essentials. Oh, girl. I have no problem doing this since I have a stable income and I'm a very good, I am in a very good place in my career. I'm a teacher at the moment. However, this does make me wonder about the future. How long will will he be like this and if I'm going to be supporting him in the long run? And here's the second problem. So local Mongolians are very avid Facebook users. My boyfriend posts random stuff on his profile a couple of times a day. From the beginning of our relationship, I've noticed there is a girl who constantly gives a heart reaction to his posts and always writes very flirtatious comments on them. I've confronted him about this girl, but he says they've been friends for years and... It's just how they talk. I completely understand, as obviously he's allowed to have female friends that's that he's close to, so I just dropped it and I didn't make a big deal of it. Also, it's important to note that they haven't hung out since December. Okay. So a, temple, a couple of <laughs> double. So a couple of months back, I followed this girl on Instagram, and she followed me back. She always likes the pictures on my Instagram. That has him... Although we've never met in person, she's always very well aware that we're together. But the flirtatious comments and hearts haven't stopped. Mm. It has come to a point where the crazy bitch comes out. I secretly went on Facebook and read through their all of their private messages. Oh no, I'm so invested in this story right now. <laughs> Thank God I found out he's definitely not cheating on me. They talk about stuff like their dogs, mutual friends, where they were getting some eyebrow-raising moments here and there. Like she told him... She's been horny lately, and he was like, oh, if I can only help you out there. Uh, and she goes, too bad you have a girlfriend. That's not can an eyebrow raising can, can, can you guys believe this shit? No! Also, she says, like, she wants to come over to his house and spend quality time uh, with him. No! Without anyone else there. Like, bitch, bitch. how are you going to invite yourself to a taken man's house like that? Uh, his response was that he wants to officially invite her over when the tiny house is ready. We've talked about having some friends over when he finishes building the tiny house, so I assume he just means he'll invite her along with the other people. Or he better mean it like that. Also, in a way, I also understand because I have guy best friends that I like to spend quality time with too, but it's obviously always innocent, whereas I'm not confident on what his intentions are with wanting quality time with my man. What her, Sorry, what her intentions are with wanting quality time with my man. So my dilemma is that I want to so badly confront him on his bullshit, but I don't know... 
I don't want him to know that I've been crazy bitch and snooping around on his messages secretly. Do I let it go and move on? I mean, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm the only one sleeping in his bed almost every night. And he's actually very affectionate and loving towards me all the times. But I can't help but feel a little on edge about him potentially cheating on me if opportunity arises. I don't know what to do. Please help. Sorry for the novel I just wrote. Love you girls so much. You guys are my daily therapy. Words cannot describe how much your conversations have helped me in these past months. I'll definitely write again with some lighthearted content. Boy, do I have some embarrassing sex stories of my own. Go ahead, Lissa. Uh, girlfriend. First of all, I'm patting myself you on the damn back. I was invested. I good on that one. It was so good. I felt like I was getting like an I was had an audio book in my ear. Oh, felt great. Oh. I was into the story. Okay, I was in, I was in Alyssa's ear. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, there's a few things here. Even though he didn't really say anything too sexual, this girl obviously has the wrong intentions with him. Right? Absolutely, she's telling him she's horny. Too bad you have a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Then you don't just say that to somebody that you don't have a sexual attraction to. Correct. So. Even if maybe his intentions, maybe he got uncomfortable when she said that she was horny and he was like, oh, if only I could help you out. Sorry. But it's just, um, it's crossing a line in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, And to me, you've been together for how long? Since. Years. Mm -hmm. Okay, this man is 40 years old, first of all, so he should know better. Not that age really matters, I guess, because fucking people do shitty things at any age. Um... I actually don't think, uh, no matter how long you've been together, I think you should say, I saw your message, and that's not okay. If you really don't want him to know, then you're going to have to find a workaround of maybe if you guys have a computer that he signed onto Facebook, you saw it pop up, and you looked, you know, like, Mm -hmm. maybe you didn't, like, pick up his phone while he was sleeping kind of thing, but if you want to say, you know, like, the computer was open. just happened to see, camera across. Yeah, but also, if my boyfriend had a girl that was saying things like that, I'd be like, I looked through your messages, and why the fuck is she saying things like that? I've always said, like, people, this is another thing, people like, oh, you shouldn't look through your your spouses or your mans or your females. If you feel like you have to. Not and good. then you find something. I mean, that's your gut. You trusted mm-hmm. your gut. You looked for proof that you found. Like, mm-hmm. okay, if he hasn't acted on it, she's definitely more um, out of line, you know? Yeah. I telling don't somebody know. that is in a stable relationship that you know about, telling them you're horny? Hmm. Not appropriate. It's very inappropriate, especially the little love emojis, the little the How little would you hearts. feel if your I mean, guy friend said that to you? The flirtatious comments on his post. I mean, mm. it's just one after another after another. And Red flag is yeah, what I see. Yeah, absolutely. Also, let's go back to problem number one. You are not his job. mother. You're not. You're not his mommy. He's 40 years old. And his parents are helping him. And his parents are still helping him at no. 40 years old. I, listen, everybody's got their shit, right? And I will always help my kids if they need it. But if you're mooching off of me, okay, fine. And not He's doing. a freelance graphic designer. Honey, go get your work done. Get on it. And if it's not working, then do something else. Whether you have to go sweep floors and be a janitor or fucking become uh, whatever, a barber, go do something else that's going to bring money home to your house. And also not even just for the physical aspect of bringing money home. Also for like... The attraction aspect. Like, don't you want to be with a man that will do anything to support himself? Yeah, like somebody that works hard and will fucking do anything to fucking make ends meet. You that's that's like 
attractive. Yeah. I mean, look at my man. He went from a landscaper to a baker to a fucking mechanic. Now he's flipping Solar panels, fucking (laughs) chimney cleaner. (laughs) He does it all. And that he does. But seriously, I mean, I couldn't be with a man who had no ambition. No. You know? I mean, that's only going to... Like, you're doing great for yourself. That's wonderful, and I commend you on that. But that's going to bring you down, in my opinion. It's going to be damaging to you. And listen, like, I support freely on, like, the freelance um, artists, you know? Like, fucking go you. But if you're not making ends meet and you need money from your parents, you need to do something else on the side until you can make it big with your own freelance career. Like, especially if you need to support yourself, and your girlfriend, and you're building a tiny house. Like, you need to make money for certain things. You're not living at mom's rent-free, and you can do whatever you want for years, you know? Like, you're 40 years old, goddammit. Like, now's the time. Ooh, this is getting angry. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't want to be too harsh because everybody goes through their own shit, but at the same time, he's old enough, and he should be mature enough to, you know, work his ass off to make ends meet. I, think I agree. That, you know, like, that's just attractive in a person. Mm-hmm. You don't want to push away from him, you know, like start to resent him and not be attracted to him anymore. So what's the what's the question? <laughs> Did we give her her answer? Yeah. Do I confront him? She doesn't want him to know she's been a crazy bitch. Snooping around secretly is a big difference between I think something's going on. I'm going to check. Right. You don't you're not just snooping around for no reason. I'm saying you had it in your gut. You yeah. find it inappropriate. You've spoken about it before too, which he's denied everything. But now she continues, even though you've made it be known that you don't like it or appreciate it, she still continues to little heart emojis, flirtatious comments. Mm-hmm. It's inappropriate. You're not a crazy bitch. You you're saw signs a- and you checked. Right. So there's nothing wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that to him. Like I saw a lot of red flags and so I had to check. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't see anything wrong with that. And you could also say, listen, I commend you for not speaking that way towards her. But do you see that what she's doing is inappropriate? Maybe, Mm. you know, like maybe his intentions aren't that, but her intentions definitely are. And maybe by talking to him about it, he'll see that side of it, you know. Or, you know, say, why did... You why know, are you hiding it from me? Or why did she say that she was horny and he might be like, you know, I was really uncomfortable with that. She's never said anything like that before. You right, know? yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you talk honestly about it, maybe yeah. he'll see it through different eyes, right, mm-hmm. through a different lens and be able to, oh, yeah, you know what? That is sort of inappropriate. Okay. Hi. I just wanted to start this by saying that your podcast is one of the few things I have to look forward to in life right now. Oh. I know that sounds dramatic, but COVID kind of ruined my life. Lip. Listening reminds me before of before all of this shit happened. I'm glad we can be that for you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so here's my issue. <clears throat> I'm in a super happy, loving relationship right now. When I say there are no problems other than one, I mean it. I couldn't ask for a better man to be... Sorry. Couldn't ask for a better man to be with... He lives an hour away with me, from me, which is no big deal at all. I don't mind driving. And we plan to live together after I finish college in May. The only thing is that I live 30 minutes from Detroit, from the Detroit region, and he lives in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. Canadian borders have been closed since March mm. to non-essential travel. We went from seeing each other every week to me not seeing him for five months. Neither of us have trust issues. We both know that we're loyal to each other. I want to be with him more than anything, but not knowing when I can see him next is literally consuming me. 
All I can ever think about is him. I'm constantly checking articles and news every day, and none of it is ever hopeful. I just saw an article that predicted the border being closed for another six months, and I kind of had a mental breakdown. Again, I love him more than anything, and we have literally no problems other than the border being closed due to COVID. So I need advice. Should I stay and keep fighting even though this is mentally taking over my life and emotionally draining me, or should I let go of someone I love and can picture a help? happy healthy future with i need help love the podcast hope your day is going better than mine thanks again for giving me something to look forward to okay i'm gonna tell you what i think (laughs) i think you have let me just say i think you have a super happy loving relationship with zero problems aside from the distance do i think you should throw that all away absolutely not i don't think so at all no this Definitely sounds like it could be the love of your life, the man you're meant to get married and have children with, if that's what you so be it. The distance sucks. I um, went through no it with ever. I went through whatever. Ever was gone for five minutes. And not five knowing. Minutes. <laughs> I wish it was five minutes. He was gone for five months, but I went through the same thing of you not knowing. Every week it was like one more week or one more month or two more weeks or six more days. That not knowing is the most stressful, but I'm telling you it is so worth it. Just keep communicating. You could talk. You could Skype. You could FaceTime. You could do with all these different other means. Being in the physical, I understand is so, so important, but you'll be there. Canadian, the border, U.S.-Canadian border is not going to be closed forever. No. You know, and the numbers are decreasing and it's looking good, yeah. so... I'm hoping that they open soon because we've wanted to make a trip up. You know, we've definitely been wanting to make a trip up. So it's something that I, too, have been invested in, like, paying attention to. Mm -hmm. But I do not, for any means, think you should throw this relationship away. No. I do think that you need to let go a little bit and give yourself a little bit more patience and be a little bit easier on yourself because we're in a worldwide pandemic. It's not just going to go away. Like, I bet you it will be here until, I mean... Who fucking knows? I said two weeks in the beginning. But I think it'll be here and probably until the beginning of next year. At I don't least. think it'll ever go away. It'll never I go away. But like that, the borders right. and, and the heavy mandates, I think it'll all be here until like at least the beginning of next year. So know that and like know like Accept I it. probably won't see him until next year. But you have to accept it. Right. Just like me when Just I thought I was going to die in the operating room. <laughs> I took a few deep breaths and I believed in the powers that will. I, I was confident about my doctor team. You have to be confident in your relationship, which it seems like you really are. So if you're both very confident in your relationship, I think all you need is that constant communication. I don't think you should allow that to drift off because mm-hmm. um, I think then it'll get more and more difficult. Uh, understand that it's not his fault, it's not your fault, that you guys have zero control over it, and I think you just need to let the powers be be, you know? Have you also also explored options like like you really can't cross the border unless what you're like a doctor or yeah okay like what if like they moved in with either one for the meantime or something like that i don't know or even like k1 visas like you're engaged kind of something or another Mm -hmm. i don't know i mean we're not encouraging to do anything illegally but like if you need to do something (laughs) (laughs) we'll see her on 90 day fiance (laughs) (laughs) for surprise i'm eloped (laughs) i mean yeah i don't know i don't think you should yeah 
I mean, maybe explore options. I didn't even think about where Alyssa was just going with that, but maybe you can explore some options. But I definitely wouldn't trust like my he relationship. He has a doctor's appointment that he has to go across the border for. I don't know. Something. I don't know. Like, look up who can cross the border right now, why people can cross the border, you know? Like, maybe there's something. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. He can have a 14-day quarantine when he comes to see you, you know? I don't know. Something to think about. But also, don't fucking throw it away just because of COVID. It'll be over eventually. The borders will open, and it'll be okay. If you can, if you guys can make it through this, you can make it through anything. That's exactly it. You really can. You'll be yeah. much stronger. Don't give up. Okay, addiction slash family drama. Here for it. Hi, Alyssa and Jerry. I have been watching Alyssa's videos for a long time and listening to the podcast since the beginning. You truly have created something special here, and the two of you as a team are some of my favorite creators. I am so thankful to have all the fantastic mother-in-law. She said, I'm also thankful to have a very fantastic mother-in-law. <laughs> Sorry. Like all the fantastic <laughs> I know. What? Uh, I interact with the Facebook group a lot, but didn't really feel comfortable posting this there as I'd like to keep anonymous for my family's sake. So please. Okay. Um, I'm not really sure if I'm looking for advice or I need to vent, but I hope you read my email. There's so much crazy backstory that I won't go into because it's already too long. Hopefully it all makes sense. My oldest sister is 29. I'm 25. She's a recovering addict. She has struggled with drugs, partying for such a long time. I think she started using pills around 2007. Around 2014, her addiction turned into heroin, and her life has not been the same. None of us were even aware she was struggling with a drug issue until she was found passed out in the Walmart parking lot with a needle sticking out of her arm. Oh, no. Whew. Okay. Thankfully, she was only arrested and she cheated death. She's become a person I didn't even recognize. I could never tell if she's telling the truth. When she is using, she constantly lies and steals to feed her addiction. She treats everyone so badly and says things that are so hurtful. I don't even re- I won't even repeat them. Everyone is just an object to be used. She just appears and she just won't respond to texts or calls for weeks. She's stolen a lot from me, a lot of money over the years, a promise ring from my husband. Oh as well as stuff from my mom. In an effort to get off heroin, she went to a clinic and was able to start methadone. My grandfather took my sister in after she was on methadone. She relapsed and stole money and wrote false checks out of his accounts. Wow. They've always had an extremely special relationship, and he forgave her. When she was able to get herself clean again, still on methadone, it seemed like she was that things were really going well. She got a full-time job. She was... Um, She, sorry, got a full-time job, was more responsible, and was actually reaching out to me. She came to family get-togethers and acted normal. Mm. She talked a lot about trying to get off methadone. If you're not familiar with methadone, it's essentially legal heroin. It was causing her teeth to get loose and fall out. Oh, my God. Then in July, my grandfather was diagnosed with terminal pancreatic cancer, and that had spread everywhere. Unfortunately, things happened a lot quicker than we prepared for. Within a week of his diagnosis, we needed someone there 24-7 as he was bedbound. He passed away a few days later in his sleep. Worst of all, my poor sister is the one who found him. 
When my mom got to the house, she was in the ball on the kitchen floor sobbing. She relapsed again several days later, which is where we are now. Mm. She had all kinds of people at my grandfather's house and stole several large <gasps> tools and a gun. <gasps> My mother found pills of pot- my mother found bottles of pills in her room, around 500 used needles, capped and uncapped, along with all kinds of drug paraphernalia. Nevertheless, the confrontation that then took place was ugly, and in a fit of rage, my mom put hands on my sister and said some pretty awful things. They kicked her out, charged her. Uh, no, sorry. They kicked her out, changed the locks, and installed cameras. All she is, whatever, all she has is whatever she took. The car that Belly runs, her phone, and she already said she'd be selling the car and her phone. She has probably already lost her job. She has no car insurance or a license, no health insurance. I just feel like there's so much stacked up against her. She's been arrested several times in several charges, and she's been in rehab and detox several times. I can't stress how much my mom and grandfather really did for her. I have absolutely no idea what I should do. The circumstances of the last relapse broke my uh, broke my heart and I truly do feel for her I've always struggled with anxiety but ever since I found out that she was using again I've been having sudden panic attacks I feel like my whole body is vibrating I can't breathe my heart races and I can feel I can feel it beating all over I real I feel like I need to reach out to help her me and my family are going to end up being extorted and abused and also by giving her financial help I feel like I'm just adding fuel to the I'm just fueling the addiction. But if I don't help her, I feel like she'll die on her, at her own hand. I don't feel like anyone, sorry, I feel like everyone has done everything they possibly can do, but she is not willing to accept it, then I can't help feeling like I'm the one left to pick up all the pieces. My mom is a wreck, and I'm trying to support her the best I can, um, but we both feel so incredibly helpless. Any advice or just kind words would be great now. I don't have anyone I can talk to about this. Well, besides my mom and my husband. Thank you all for everything you do, ladies. And here's a happier picture of me, my mom, and my sister. Oh, that's a hard one. I've never dealt with a family member that had any sort of addiction. Okay. My best friend. Uh-huh. From my childhood. Uh-huh. Um, moved to Florida. <clears throat> she was a big girl like me. When she came back, I picked her up at the airport. She was super, super skinny. I was oblivious. Really? Remember, I've never even smoked marijuana. I was oblivious. She was a pill popper. Uh-huh. She became crack, heroin, yeah. cocaine. That and makes you lose weight quick. Made her lose weight quick. She became... I let them move in. I was trying to help them get back on their feet. Her so and her boyfriend? Husband? Her and her husband and her okay. four, four kid, five kids. Um, let them move in. And then I started seeing drug paraphernalia, like mm. a little baggie floating in my... On Thanksgiving, a little baggie floating in my toilet bowl. Mm. And all hell broke loose. What do you mean? Confronted her because I just, what are you doing? I'm helping you. These are my kids. I don't want this shit around my kids. What are Uh you doing? And then I realized how bad she was. She confronted me. And the methadone that she was talking about, I used to drive my friend all the way over, probably about 20 minutes away, every single day to get her little dose because it helps you get off and kick the habit. 
She stole money from me. I, I can't even begin to tell you. Why? I've never heard this story. I realized, though, and I had a hard time reading this because everything was so familiar to me. Um, I had to kick her out. Yeah. Because I realized I was feeding her addiction. Yeah. I was enabling her. You yeah. know, if just like her, her and her mom and her grandfather, you guys, unfortunately, are all... Because you love her, she's your sister, she's your mom's daughter, she was your grandfather's granddaughter, you guys want to do the best for her. She has to want to do the best for herself because otherwise she's taking advantage. Or she's going to know she can be comfortable with you guys. Like She's, she's always going to just be there. They'll be there no matter what. On, yeah. you know? And unfortunately, I don't even know where she is now. I mean, I talk to her kids because they're grown and... You know, every now and then I'll see a post of hers, but it breaks my heart because she was an incredible person. Mm -hmm. And I understand the strength of addiction. I understand that it's powerful and it takes control. She has to be put in a rehab. That's what I would do. Um, I know from experience that it... Once you become of a certain age, I guess every states are different too, but I think like... Unless you're a parent of a minor, I think unless you're the wife of a a husband or a husband of a wife, I don't think you could force anybody to stay there. Yeah. So if she got in trouble, if she got caught, if it was court mandated that she went in and had to stay a certain amount of time or something like that, maybe that can help her. My advice to you, as harsh as it's going to sound, is you need to let her just figure it out on her own. Because all these years of all of you guys, the sacrifices, the theft, the pain, the the mental anguish that she's caused your entire family. Mm-hmm. And she don't give a shit. You know, she needs help. And unless <clears throat> wherever you're from, you can force her to stay in a rehab and not just be able to sign herself out after a couple of days. Then what else can you do? What else can you do? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think you or your mother should... You guys don't feel guilty on yourself. You did what you could. You know, this is her decisions, not yours. You have no influence on what she's doing. This is all her action. So if she doesn't want to get help for herself, she's said hurtful things to you guys. She's caused you so much pain. You're sitting there having anxiety in your chest. When you know what? You tried and your family has tried and that's the best that you can do. And like Jerry said, if you can't force her to stay in a institution or whatever or go to meetings or whatever it is then there's nothing you can do mm-hmm. because if somebody somebody doesn't want to stop something they're not going to correct like they need to wake up have a realization one day and be like fuck okay i need to stop and that's and, when i think it is i think when everybody who who they keep relying on turns their back i think that's when they get a well i need to get my shit together mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and i pray for her i pray i pray for her to I pray that she realizes and gets the help that she truly needs because I would hate to live through that and I thank God I haven't had I mean my best friend but I don't have a family member because I can't imagine uh, you know yeah. I, can't I mean imagine. I would do my best to get them help but then if they're going to sign themselves out then at the end of the day then that's what, on what them what more can you do that's what I'm saying what more can you do she's tore apart this family mm-hmm. You know, but I, I would definitely look into those options. If you're having anxiousness, it's making you shake, and you can't stop thinking about it. Then I would explore your options, see what you can do, try to help. If it doesn't work, your help doesn't work. That's okay. You have to worry about your mental health, right? First, yeah. 
you know, mm-hmm. because she's not going to worry about you and your mental health. She yeah. doesn't care about your mother and her mental health. She's mm-hmm. just being, she's caught up in this addiction right now. So if you guys can get her the help and force her, that would be great. If not, I, I think you have to let them fall, mm-hmm. you know, hit that rock bottom. And, uh, yeah. Okay, this is you, Liz. Nice and sweet. And nice and short. on boyfriend with mental illness. Hey, Jerry and Alyssa, since everyone puts Alyssa in Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kenzie from Minnesota. I'm 22. You both are amazing and beautiful. Thank, Thank you. <laughs> I've been dating my boyfriend for eight months, and he has depression, which I completely understand, but it gets hard. How should I go about him pushing me away when he is in a so-called funk? Since when he pushes me away, it really hurts my feelings and makes me feel like he doesn't want me there. Basically, what is your advice on someone struggling with mental illness? How do I go about being there for someone for a person when they say that they don't want you to be there? When a lot of the time, it's just a depression talking. We have an amazing relationship when he is doing all good. We have been best friends for over two years. I have a picture of my boyfriend, and I'll add pictures of the puppers. Ah, That's a hard thing, is not knowing if he's just saying he doesn't want you there because he's depressed, and he actually wants you there, or does he actually want to battle it on his own? Okay, so... Only because I know, like, I personally suffer from depression, so I kind of know. And there are times that I absolutely just need to be alone in my thoughts. However, more times than likely, I just need somebody to give a shit enough to ask, you know? I would want somebody there even if I said I don't want you there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So even though I say I want to be alone, knowing that somebody cares enough... It's like usually getting in an solves argument. A lo- yeah, usually like solves a lot of the, you know, the ish that I personally have going on in my head, you know. Yeah. Um, if you truly believe he wants to be left alone, my advice to you would just say, I respect you. I love you. I know you're going through some stuff. I'm here if you need to talk. And... Always let them know. Always, sorry. <laughs> I'm like playing in my own life right now. Always let him know that you're there for him and you love him no matter what. And, um, you know, like that you're understanding that he's going through some stuff. Hey, I understand you're going through stuff. I want you to know I'm here. I will not pass judgment. I, you know, I love you for you, mm-hmm. you know? And see where that goes. See where that leads. I was going to say it reminds me of like if Zane and I were to get in an argument and like I'm sure you've gone through it too. It's like, you just go lay in the bed and cry. You're like, I just want to be alone. I don't but want to talk you anymore. Want but you're like, fuck, I wish you would come in the bed and cuddle exactly. me or something. <laughs> and then if he comes cuddle. in your room, you're like, fucking get away from me. We're fighting right now. And then you're like putting one eye up. You're, you're like, like waiting yeah. for him to walk back yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. You're <laughs> like, like the movies when they leave and they part ways. Do they turn back and look? Do they make that eye contact? Yeah. So it is. I it's feel a that. hard. Yeah, it's a hard balance. But I definitely think he'll want you by his side. And let it be known. Yeah, and I wouldn't let him push you away. Don't let him push you away because that's not not actually what he wants deep down. He needs somebody to be there for him. You can't fight depression on your own. Like, you need somebody to be by your side. And let him know that he could talk to you outside of being your girlfriend. You know, like... You could just talk to me to vent shit out. You don't got to talk to me on, like, I'm your girlfriend level. You could just fucking Mm -hmm. let it all out. Because sometimes just getting it off your chest is all that 
a person needs to do to feel better. Mm -hmm. So if you say, listen, you could talk to me, no judgment. I'm not your girlfriend now. Just get it off of your chest and then move past it. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you it'll work. I also don't know his state, but, um, and you guys have been together for only eight months. I mean, eight months is a long time, but maybe if he doesn't feel comfortable opening up to you, I would highly, highly suggest therapy. I think that that would help him a fuck ton. Um, Even like Jerry just suggested, like somebody that just, like you pretending you're not his girlfriend, like somebody that doesn't know anything about him, can't legally say anything to anybody else. He can really open up. If he's open to that idea, then I would highly suggest that he goes to therapy. And I think you guys will see significant, significant change in his depression. I think that therapy is such a beautiful thing. And I think that anybody should go to therapy. Like, I I, I just think it's great. So... Um, yeah, I would highly recommend that if he's not already in it. If he's already in it, then like Jerry said, just try to be there for him as much as you can. I would always be by his side, you know. I get it. At some point, it's got to get exhausting when you just want to be happy and being around somebody that is always depressed. But I think that you can help him if you be by his side Mm -hmm. all the time and make him feel like he has somebody there for him and try to talk with him through things. That's my advice. Hi, lovely ladies. I'm from the Caribbean, and OMG, I freaking love you guys. Alyssa, you are so beautiful, and the fact that you're not even 25 and you have your shit together is amazing, and I swear you are my role model. Jerry, or should I say Geraldine, and Alyssa's... Oh, sorry. (laughs) Or should I say Geraldine? You are beautiful. You are not not only the best mother, but you are the best mother-in-law and wife. I want to have a mother-in-law like you. Oh, thank you. I hate when you talk shit about yourself. Because you are so strong and independent, and the stuff that you have been through is unimaginable. Girl, you are freaking awesome. I love this podcast, and Alyssa's channel is life. I remember when I got a notification shout-out, and trust me, you don't even know how much that meant to me. But anyways, oh, let's get into my it. my God. We should have just left that for the appreciation. It should have so been in the sweet. appreciation emails. I'm, we oh should start God, taking the first you. paragraphs of everybody's email. <laughs> oh, my God. I love you. You're so sweet. I am 16, and I've had a best friend since prep school and now we now go to the same high school we've known each other for 14 years and we've been best friends for about six years i love her to pieces but at times it seems like she has other priorities don't get me wrong i know that we both have will have other friends but i feel like a best friend is on another level one day i went to school and all of a sudden she told me that she has another best friend they've been friends for about one year and she goes to a different school keep in mind i do not like the people that go to that particular school why you might ask they don't have respect for relationships not only like boys but even friends for example how this girl stole my best friend Mm. my quote best friend changed her name in her phone and she's always posting her up and if we go out together she stays with me and once and once and sorry she stays with me and when the other girl comes i cannot find her This has been going on for a few years now, and this year I finally told her how I felt. Her reaction was that she doesn't doesn't see how she treats me like a second choice, and in essence, what I was trying what I was saying wasn't the case. Keep in mind I told her this privately, and the next day I went to school and all of our friends were coming up to me confused and mad because uh, of what I said. I was so confused because I sent it to only her. To her only and to find out that she had sent the voice note to our entire friend group. 
Mm. To be honest, I touched briefly on how some of the other members in the group made me feel, but I still trusted her to keep it between us. But she took that as her excuse as her excuse as to why she sent it to them. They should know how you feel about them, is what she said to me. For weeks, they were mad at me and were saying that I was lying and that they don't treat me badly, and most importantly, that my, quote, best friend never neglected me. They literally would be talking, and as soon as I walked up, they would stop, and even if they were eating lunch, they would be making annoying jokes about me while I was sitting right there. The Rona came to my rescue as school closed, and some of the... Some of them came to me and apologized for being insensitive and not understanding. Back to the best friend, um, she still thinks that she did not do anything wrong. And by the way, she still has that other best friend to this day. And she and has even said it to my face that she has two best friends. She's also unfair because when I went out with one of my friends, she goes to a different school, she got all mad and said how I was replacing her. In addition to this, I feel like I cannot talk to her about certain things. If like if I want to talk to her about a boy and something goes wrong, she automatically hates him and doesn't want to hear anything about him. That's very hard because you be, you should be able to talk to your best friend about these types of things. Then she then it leaves me with no one to talk to, and trust me, that sucks, especially at this age. Sorry this was long, but I really don't know how to react. And in my head, I do not have a best friend, but to her, I am. I don't think it's healthy for us to be on two separate pages. Any advice would mean the world to me. Thank you guys. P.S. Sorry, Jerry, if you're reading this. Okay, oh, love you. Bye. God, I just asked to listen to read it. Oh, perfect. She did. She saw it and was like, can you read this one? Can you please read this one? Okay. Love you. But you know the answer. You know it. She ain't no damn best friend. What kind of best friend is that? Go around fucking starting shit. Mm. Spreading something that you shared privately to this other friends. This is like friends. the girl that, that the, told her, vented to her, her friend about the boyfriend, and she went back to the boyfriend and yeah, told her, like remember? Yeah, you just don't do that. I mean, when you confide in somebody, but she seems like she did replace you, and you know what? I would move on. Bigger and better things await you. I promise. Mm-hmm. Can promise. I also say when you move on? It is healthy to have more than one best friend. So don't think that like, oh, if somebody else has a best friend, then I can't be their best friend. Like, that's completely healthy and normal. In this case, I think it was a little bit toxic the way that it went down. Um, But there's no problem with having multiple best friends. That doesn't mean that somebody loves you any less or any more. Yeah, she seemed like she definitely did things the wrong way, you know, the friend. But I would definitely move on, you know, like... Be the best you you can be and you'll attract people like people to you. And that's what you want. You don't want people that are so completely opposite of you that you, um, that they make you feel less than, you know, you need people in your life that are going to make you feel like you're worthy and respect you and stuff like that. This one and just seemed to like. to them about how you feel, they'll like, can like understand and try to help you through it. Not just not, send your voicemail to other people. And say like, oh, that's not even true. Oh, no, that's no, 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 you're wrong. I don't treat you like that. High school. I, yeah. I mean, it is drama. high school. You guys are yeah. young and I you'll promise you'll get over it and you'll come out a better, stronger person. I guarantee it. Absolutely. We wish you the best, everybody. Thank you for listening. Woo! If you want to come back to Agamil, we upload episodes every single Monday, Thursday, and Saturday. <laughs> going once, going twice, going three times. <laughs> If you want to keep up with us elsewhere, we're Agamil on Instagram. We also have merch, teespring.com slash Agamil. We have masks. Wear your fucking mask. We have t-shirts. We have hoodies. We have 
phone cases and stickers, all the fun stuff. So if you like the podcast and you want to support us a little bit, go check it out. It's pretty fucking cute. Also on our Instagram in our bio are our personal Instagrams if you want to keep up with us there as well. I also have a YouTube channel if you want to check that out. And if you're listening to this somehow and you're like, how the fuck did I get here and how do I get here again? You can listen to us on the Anchor app, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're on every single platform, even the ones you've never heard of. So come back and have a drink and listen. And Alyssa's going to shut up now. Okay, love you. Bye.